0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the DFS Army <laughs> Fantasy Football Show. I'm your host, Flex Shane. You can follow me on Twitter at theflexatwork. one today. I'm joined, of course, by my partner in crime, Brandon Adam. You can follow him on Twitter at BrandonDAdam19. And today, ladies and gentlemen, we are in the heat of NFL training camps. We yes. want to talk about the major storylines and position battles that are going to affect your fantasy football drafts in the coming weeks. Brandon, first of all, let, let, let's, let's take a high-level view of this. Is there one or two teams that you're really hyper-focused on because you want to know what the hell is going on either at the wide receiver core, with the running back core? What battles are you watching the closest?
1: I'm just watching the breakout candidates that I really, really have been sinking a lot of uh, equity into this off season. Um, The Elijah Moore, uh, Garrett Wilson battle, who's going to be the number one in that offense. Um, The Rashad Bateman rise in Baltimore. That's a one that I've been watching Um, the backfield in Baltimore as well. That's another one. Um, But that, the Baltimore team, I'm 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 super high on Baltimore this year. I don't know why. I just I just get a really good feeling about it. I feel like I feel like that team is like ready to take another step forward in their progress and I think it's going to show this year in a big way. I
0: am working on a big overhaul of my rankings for the DFS Army draft kit. And I mean, it's been it's been a month now. I think I released it on July third, fourth last month. And there's been a lot of changes. And what's one of Mm -hmm. the biggest things that's kind of made that's been interesting to me is that do you want to know who's going on underdog as the QB number three? Lamar Mm -hmm. Jackson, man. So people Mm -hmm. are buying into the hype, and I get it. There's a lot of Mm -hmm. reasons why, but that's really interesting. Um, It's a little uh, hard. Bateman hype, man. I I agree with you. Um, I don't have him as my wide Mm -hmm. receiver or my QB. I have him as my QB five, but uh QB four actually. QB four. So as you know, right in that right in that sweet spot. But you know, he's still one of those high tier quarterbacks. The Bateman talk has been very, very interesting because he's been every bit the alpha that we thought we mm-hmm. hoped he would be. But you know, we have to set our expectations for Bateman, right? Like you and I believe that in a year or two he could really come out and be a Stefan Diggs level top five to eight wide receiver in the league, period. He's not there mm-hmm. yet. He's got a lot of work to go. Um he battled the groin injury last year. So we didn't really get a full taste of what Rashad Bateman can be, but you know, the certainly, I mean, all things are looking positive
1: right now. His profile is is Odell Beckham, man. He is Odell Beckham. I'm telling you. And this guy is a legit wide receiver one. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he popped into, you know, close to a wide receiver one status this year. That's where I think he could be top 15. If 146 vacated targets by Hollywood Brown in that offense, I, yeah. I think Bateman is going to soak up every bit of that. And I think he's a better wide receiver, better complete wide receiver. And I think he's going to do more with those opportunities and targets. Well, that's
0: really what it's all about, right? It's just, it's, it's, what's he going to do with the targets? Cause we do know Marquise Brown was absolutely peppered with targets and yes, that, I mean, there, there's got to be, there's got to be. That's got to go somewhere. And you know, if we want to just look at it from a percentage standpoint, it was 26% of targets Marquise Brown got last year. So let's call it if Bateman can secure. Yeah, I know. If Bateman can secure 22 to 23% of that, we always talk about 25% is elite. 20% is what you want under your top wide receiver ones on a team. Mm-hmm. Anything less than that, it's way too ambiguous and it's hard to predict. Mm-hmm. Um, don't look at Mike Evans with a 16% target share last year. But uh yeah, I mean that that's that's definitely a major storyline what we're looking at. Um, you mentioned the Jets. We had Alan Sileska on the show just last week. Or was it this week? I'm, I'm, I'm all messed up with time, brother. But, yeah, it was this week we had Alan on the show, and we talked uh, in depth about his beloved Jets. Elijah Moore is, once again, looking like he's going to break out. That's going to be fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. let's, you know, let, let's talk about some of the wide receiver cores that, that really have been confusing to me. And let's start with the Green Bay Packers, man. Oh, boy. Obviously, Alan Lazard <laughs> is going to be the one. Right, yeah. but rookie Romeo Dubs has made plays every single week in camp, or excuse me, every single day in camp. He wasn't. I mean, we talked about him, but he wasn't really on our radar in the pre-draft process. So, how do you feel about that? Christian Watson obviously isn't practicing due to an undisclosed injury. That's worrisome for a it's not um, good for a raw talent. So, honestly, I'm kind of out on Watson this year. But I 100%. just took Dubs in like round 14 of one of my best balls uh but Why not? 30 spots above his ADP and I felt good about it
1: heck yeah i mean if somebody's flashing like he is and he's g- gaining the attention of the guy that's going to be pulling the trigger for that offense and Aaron Rodgers and he's telling you something's going on with this kid he's he he runs routes like a veteran he you know i don't know what it was about him i just didn't like i didn't i just thought he was just a you know okay wide receiver you know he had ability but i didn't see any special traits on him. but man you know some guys just pop when they become pros and and it's all about opportunity and what coaches see in you and it seems like these coaches are going to start giving this kid some opportunity because of the highlight reel uh, catches he's making in practice every day it seems like but i do get some brian edwards vibes here (laughs) like like with the with the whole rise and the internet getting taken over by Romeo dubs, you know, like I, I just feel that Brian Edwards kind of fall, you know, like I, that's well, what I feel like, but, but this kid is in an offense. That's so much better. You know, la- the Raiders didn't know what the hell they were doing last year in an offense. Yeah. Really? I mean, but the green Bay Packers, if they have a plan for you, they will execute a plan for you. And that is, that's huge. So I, I am so down with, especially with these best balls, like with where he's getting, you know, taken at. It's free. You know, the guy's free. So you may as well just take the shot. Yeah, you may, I mean, as, well up, yeah, you may yeah, as well take the he's... shot. Um, so, so you know, my
0: pick on Romeo Dubs, again, he wasn't really on my radar. Really? So <laughs> over our friends over at Watch, the trash man of, of all people, mm-hmm. was the first one to, to point out Romeo Dubs. Um, he was. He was at the Senior Bowl. And for the most part, I mean, he had simple stem trees and he did okay. But you know, you remember the infamous rain day where everybody kind of struggled, he, he definitely, yep. massive, he definitely struggled that day, but as a whole, he had a decent, uh, a decent senior bowl, which again, put people, put him on people's radars, he's got massive 10 inch hands, which is what you yeah. want to see in the green Bay cold weather. Right. I mean, that's, those are massive hands and listen. You have to pay attention to the reports. Um yep. we've said it many times. Uh Randall Cobb is there as a mentor, but he's not gonna mm-hmm. get major playing time. Sammy Watkins has done squat so far. I mean he's had a few plays, but I mean he's old. He's always been broken. So I don't he doesn't scare me at all. And uh it's just
1: Green Bay yeah, should just follow. sign Will Fuller right now. Like, go sign Will Fuller. Mm-hmm. Wait, or or sign Odell Beckham. Like, bring some people in. It just seems like they need a little bit of veteran help there, um, because all they got is Alan Lazard as a veteran in that in the wide receiver core room. So, it just yeah. blows my mind that they haven't done that yet. Um, it's pretty interesting, but I I feel like Green Bay will sign somebody before the end of camp. I just feel like they're gonna bring somebody in. Like, they have to. They have to, especially with Watson not being available like that is you know whoever like that is a big deal like especially for his raw ability like he needs those training camp reps to get going and be comfortable and it just seems like he's going to be that guy that is going to be a two-year it's going to take two years for him to get going um because next year will be the learning year like what he can actually do you know like this year it's all about just like trying to soak it up but He's 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 definitely somebody I'm completely off on. I I really haven't been on him at all, like in any of my drafts or any rookie drafts. I don't have any shares of that guy. So um, I was picking uh, Damian Pierce over him <laughs> and yeah. uh, and Rashad White over him. So like it just you know like that's just where I'm going with that, and I, I'm surprised, but you know, not. I really like Christian Watson a lot. I you know
0: he's he's the kind of kid that you you really do cheer for um yeah i think i mentioned it to you before but i have a co-worker who actually went to school with him and got to know him pretty well oh so he's just he's, he's one of these people that you cheer for but it's going to be a rough year for fantasy football this year as he learns and gets acclimated to the nfl and missing these valuable reps yeah. which as we know is hard enough to get into that circle of trust with aaron Rodgers. i mean just the fact that he spoke out about dubs like rogers that is that's and, huge you know, turn faces because he doesn't normally Give that sort of accolade to to rookie wide receivers. So you kind of wish it was Christian Watson, but it's Romeo Dobbs. It is what it is. Romeo Don't Dubs. get over your skis on this one, guys. As far as I'm concerned, yes. for redraft fantasy football, Alan is the guy. Um, we've talked about it a lot in the Bold Call show. He's worth jumping up around
1: to get because he is the de facto number one. In Aaron Rodgers' offense. So he's. So if, I want I want you to. Down, Sure. Can you break down to the, the Green Bay running backs? What what is your feeling about these running backs? What do you what do you foresee like the ceiling for Aaron Jones? What do you for, foresee the floor for Aaron Jones? Like we were just, I mean, in our in our group chat with some some of our friends, we were talking a little bit yeah. about it. And I just want to understand what you where you stand on it. Because I feel like AJ Dillon is gonna cut, is gonna be on the field quite a bit. Uh, this year, and it's going to be interesting. But I, I'm I'm hearing Aaron Jones is actually lining up in the slot, taking uh, reps at the slot, at slot wide receiver. So he could be mm-hmm. really peppered with targets, like Trashman was talking about. So I'm curious what you feel about him.
0: Yeah, no, without a doubt, I'm on board with actually both these running backs where they're going. Yeah. So let me just pull up the the uh, the current adps for both of these guys and we have okay so Aaron Jones is going as the RB10 I've got him as my RB9 so I'm comfortable yeah. taking him just ahead of his ADP but you know it's right around that early second round where Aaron Jones is going more than ever and this is a, this, this is a really interesting thing so I'm just going to take a step back here okay we're talking about Aaron Jones and really all of these running backs right it's been a long time since we've seen these aging veteran running backs Continue to produce as a top four, five, six running backs. You see guys like Derrick Henry, Aaron Jones, Ezekiel Elliott. He's being drafted later, but he's in the conversation. Um, Dalvin Cook, all these aging running backs that we're still continuing to draft over and above the breeze halls of the world, the Travis team Yeah, that that next generation. So Aaron Jones is firmly in that category where all signs point to massive workload. I understand that AJ Dillon's going to have a role, especially in the goal line, but from any sort of PPR type league, whether it's 0.5, full PPR, any sort of uh, mm. bonus for first downs, I could see Aaron Jones having a, maybe not 10, 11 rushing touchdowns, but total touchdowns easily. Um, I could see him getting three, four targets a game easily. Um, but then he's also going to have those massive spike weeks where he's going to get seven, eight, nine targets. Because yeah. I do believe that with just the – you just have to – like. What What passes the smell test, right? Are they going to trust all of these rookies out there, or are they going to have times where they're going to have both A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones on the field? So I'm totally comfortable drafting both of these guys. And where I have Aaron A.J. Dillon ranked, and this is, again, this is just, I do my rankings, and then I match up against the ADPs, and I say, hey, mm-hmm. how does it look? And i got yeah. uh, A.J. Dillon as RB24, and he's going as RB24 in underdog best ball drafts at 66 overall. So yeah. I'm comfortable taking him there. And generally speaking, I'm getting more Aaron Jones than I am A.J. Mm. Dillon because mm. I've just, again, one of the things we talk about on the show all the time is that ADPs are so sharp nowadays. If you just went in blind and just drafted an ADP, you can have a pretty good team. But the, mm-hmm. it's important about your roster construction. And where yeah. A.J. Dillon is going, that's where I'm either going to go with one of those high-end elite quarterbacks be it a jalen hurts or you're going to shoot for the moon because guess who's going right around aj dylan it's our guy elijah moore right so i'm oh. going to go elijah moore over yep. aj dylan so that's just how i'm building my team um okay. for me for a simple redraft where you have to start your start your lineup every single week aj dylan worries me right he is more of a flex play as far as i'm concerned so where you have to draft him is a little bit risky but obviously, mm-hmm. if, if there's an injury, then he just has massive upside. So the short answer is I have nothing but confidence in, AJ, in Aaron Jones this year.
1: Very good. Okay. Yeah. I just wanted to clear that up because I, 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 mean, there are some sharp, sharp minds on Aaron Jones this year. They're talking about taking this guy at the back end of the first round and redraft, and they are very comfortable doing so. So I, that, that might be a really sharp take. Um, that I'm just not quite on on board yet. But he definitely has that massive upside that you're that you want yeah. in a passing game for sure. So let, let me just let me just read you
0: out my RB rankings, okay? Let me know if, if sure. you would take Aaron Jones above any of these guys, okay? So JT, Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, Dalvin Cook, then I have Najee Harris, Derrick Henry, which I'm below consensus on, Joe Mixon, which I'm bang on consensus, DeAndre Swift, and then Aaron Jones. So right after Aaron Jones, I got Saquon, and then Leonard Fournette, then Alvin Kamara. So those are like my first, those are basically my my round one and Perfect. two running backs. I, I'm pretty comfortable. With that, again, because the reason that I have DeAndre Swifted by Aaron Jones is, one, from a talent perspective, I like Swift over Jones. Um, from a usage perspective, it's probably going to be pretty similar. But from a touchdown equity per, uh, perspective, A.J. Dillon's going to sneak just a few extra of those touchdowns.
1: Away Dude, from I'm Aaron telling Dillon. you, I think Aaron, I think I think this offense is going to be so old school looking because of just the passing targets aren't there. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot and I think AJ Dillon, from what I've been reading from the the coaches are trying to they love getting this guy out in space with pass routes because he's so monstrous when he gets going that nobody's going to be able to take him down. He's going to get eight yards on a pass. No problem every single time because he's just a monster. And so I see a lot of passing downs going towards AJ even because just because of the vacated targets in their offense, they have to do something. So, and they're talking that AJ, AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones will be on the, on the field at the same time um, quite a bit this year. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty high on AJ Dillon this year. I think he's going to be a sneaky guy. That's going to turn into a really solid RB two for people.
0: Yeah. If, if you go super early wide receiver, or if he does decide to go, like, I did one best ball where I was, I was testing it out. Right. So I ended up getting Travis Kelsey in the second. And then, um, uh, Allen, Josh Allen fell to me in the fourth, which I have zero Josh Allen shares. So I wanted to pull the trigger. So I went tight end and QB early. And to be honest with you, I'm not loving how the team's looking, but if you're going to go that route and you need like that ripcord running back, AJ Dillon's a great candidate for that ripcord running yeah, back. I love that. Um, yeah. So that's, that's interesting. Um, let's, let's move on. Uh, sure. To another backfield that I'm finding quite interesting. Or, yeah, a backfield that I'm quite curious about. And that's the New England Patriots. Okay, so my mm. beloved Patriots. There was a lot of talk. I mean, Romandre Stevenson last year, he impressed. We all remember those that, that epic preseason that he had. And the thing is, is that as a prospect, he didn't really jump out. You know, he, I, I say he's quick for a slow guy. Mm-hmm. But this year, he's trimmed down. He's starting, he's starting to overtake Damien Harris with the first-team reps, but the thing is, it's still pretty even. And that yeah. provides a little bit of worry for me. So we're at the point now where Ramondre Stevenson is actually going ahead of Damien Harris by a good round, which I find very, to be very, very interesting. And so <laughs> my question to you is, are you happy, comfortable taking Ramondre Stevenson? He's going as the RB32, 97 overall bang bang right after him and 97 so <laughs> stevenson's 97.180p damian harris right after him at 97.2 so we're effectively going back, <laughs> to back um generally speaking we've been we've always said and this isn't just us this is the industry says whatever new england patriot running back you take take the last one take the last one yep. being drafted the now value. we don't want to go with like pierre strong who's been a little bit injured but it's going to be between Ramondre Stevenson and Damien Harris. So, one, where you getting these guys in the late eighth round, early ninth round? Are you one comfortable drafting them there? Because obviously they're a death pieces at this point. But if you had in a pinch to start one of these guys, are you comfortable starting either of them? None of them? What's your take?
1: You know, with the Patriots, I really, I don't have any faith in the page Patri- in being consistent. Yeah. Um, I, I have. I, the only guy I really have interest in is Mac and that's it. But if, if I'm forced to take, go with these RBs, it's Ramondre. Yeah. I think he is more talented. I think he runs yeah. harder. I think he, I think the coaches really like him. I think they, I think they make excuses to get him in there. And I think, uh, I think it's showing this training camp that they have supreme interest in getting this guy, some very big totes. So I, I think, I think uh I'll take Ramondre over anybody in that backfield. I I I, I just feel like he's he, he he looked really good last year and I just feel yeah, like
0: yeah.
1: I mean, when he was when he was rolling man, I there was no no uh nobody else I would take in that offense besides Ramondre last year. So I liked him. I'll take Ramondre over Damian any day talent wise would you take Damien Harris at all or are you just you're just out of No. It? I'm out on Harris 100%. I'm out honestly, I'm out on those RBs, period. Um I I don't need their I don't need to pick them where they're going because I'm already set at RB by the time I get there. So I really I'm out on that like I said, but Mac Jones, I'm telling you, Mac Jones, if you fade, like if you if you're in a superflex team superflex league, Mac Jones is a yeah. guy that you that I have real interest in as my QB two and I'm excited to have him because it's like, like what Trashman was saying, his air yards were out of control last year. And I think he actually has a lot of untapped um, production that he wasn't getting last year. And I think he's going to get this year because a he's more comfortable and B I think the team around him is better than last year. So I think it's just going to be better this year.
0: Yeah. So what's interesting is that Devonta Parker and Mac Jones have shown
1: pretty. Interesting Parker's chemistry. good, dude. Yeah. 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 So Parker's uh, Parker's a red guy red red I have. I have a couple shares of him in Best Ball because I need wide receiver at, at that point. But I think he's somebody that has extreme value. Um, I think uh, Mac and him are going to do really well together. Uh, he's exactly the kind of wide receiver that Mac needs, and uh, it was a sneaky, sneaky acquisition for sure by the Pats. I kind of like that one.
0: Yeah, no, I, absolutely. Didn't really have to pay much to get him. Um nothing. <laughs> and, and, I mean, Ju- Jacoby Myers continues to plug along as that move chain, like that yeah, chain moving exactly. player. But especially Parker's Parker gonna be the TDs, now, and, baby. Yeah, and you got Stevenson and Harris who both have a nose for the end zone. It's it's gonna be rough going for, for Jacoby Myers. from a fantasy perspective, he's gonna be great as a Patriot, moving the chains. Um, again, any sort of special league where you've like, you know, points for first downs, that sort of thing, he'll be great. But yeah. if I'm going any wide receiver, which let me preface by saying I'm generally avoiding this backfield yes. or this this wide receiver core. Um, I'm, I, I just moved Devonta Parker a couple spots ahead of Jacoby Myers in my rankings. Yeah, hundred so percent. That's right. I'm right there with you. That's interesting. Okay, let's yeah. move on to your beloved Seattle Seahawks.
1: Yeah, I knew that okay. was coming. Yeah,
0: yeah. So <clears throat> you know, from a quarterback perspective, Geno Smith was getting the first team reps for most of the first couple of days of training camp, but now Drew Locke yeah. is he got a, a few first team reps. Um, Superflex, are you taking any of these guys, or I'm out on both? Like it's just it's I'm, out, much, right? I'm out, I'm out, yeah. I'm out.
1: The only guy, so the only guys I really have interest in, I have a little bit of DK Metcalf because of how far far he's fallen. I just oh, yeah. I feel like yeah. he's going to get his numbers kind of no matter what because he's just an elite talent. Um, I think he he has some value in redraft for sure this year. Um, he's a guy that I don't mind, and Geno Smith proved that he can do one. The first read is fine. He can do that. Um, but it's yeah. the it's the secondary and third reads that he has a problem with. And uh, so I, I feel like DK is a good value. But uh, Penny, it's all going to – so this whole offense is going to be predicated on uh, Penny and seeing what he can do. Um, if he can stay healthy, he will be an RB1. If I mean, he will be. I, it's just a massive, massive, massive if if he can do it and, but it's a contract year, so I'm hoping he can stay healthy and do it. But our boy, Ken, Kenneth Walker is going to have a slow year. If he can, if Penny continues to stay healthy and uh, because be, is a starter, but it seems like every time I'm seeing anything with Kenneth Walker, he's, pa- he's pass catching in camp, like a lot. Um, and he's which, doing it is, really well, um, but which is why that matter.
0: Why does that matter, Brandon? Because the biggest question mark people had coming in with Ken Walker versus Brees Hall was, okay, Ken Walker maybe from a pure running back perspective, running the rock, Ken Walker's yes. maybe got the edge, but Brees Hall dominates him in the passing game. Yeah. Well, guess yep. what, ladies and gentlemen, Ken Walker, he is can catch the third down back, and he can yeah. catch. Yeah, I am on record of saying, and I'm going to double down on this. Let's with, do it. I'm, I believe. Now what? Okay, so I believe that Ken Walker is. Definitely, not maybe, definitely the superior talent to Rashad yes. Penny. Okay. He yep. he ran he won the award for running back of the year in college football last year. He's an absolute monster. But Pete Carroll's old, he's curmudgeonly. He's gonna give Rashad Penny. I mean, look, you can't deny it. Rashad Penny had a crazy end of the season last year when he did stay healthy. Um mm-hmm. it's gonna be a mistake not putting Ken Walker on the field. And the only reason I can see them doing it. You know, if we really peel back the onion, is they want to get him acclimated to the NFL, they're not going to mm-hmm. re sign Penny because why would you pay your aging, hurt running back? No chance, then Ken Walker's yeah. years next year. So that's just a reality, yep. unfortunately. For as dynasty managers, it pains us because we took Walker quite early, but that's just that's the writing on the wall. Hey, his talent, um,
1: his talent dictated you to take him that early. He is that guy. It's just yeah, yeah. We, we're gonna have to wait. 2023 is going to be. His huge breakout. I think that – so if you're a savvy dynasty guy, go after Kenneth Walker around week six, week seven. Week six, week seven, when people are pissed off and not not happy about it and snatch him him up and you're going to love him in 2023. That's when you want to have him is 2023. You there, buddy? Yeah. No.
0: So but yeah, I know I'm here. I'm sorry, I'm uh, my my signal's cutting down a little bit. Um okay, so let's move on then to can you see me can you hear me, Brendan? I'm back. My mm-hmm. back? Gotcha. Okay. you're okay. back. All right. Well, let's move on to Denver. Okay. This is another contested backfield. Javante Williams, man, before Melvin Gordon was on the team, he's going as a top five pick in, in best ball drafts. He's now right around the two three turn. Um there's been a lot of conflicting reports out there. There's been the four the 60-40 splits, there's been the 70-30 splits. Benjamin Albright came out and said, What was it going to be 56, 44? Like nobody really knows, <laughs> but it's 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 gonna be close to 50-50, I think. I honestly at the end of the year, I bet you it's gonna be 60-40 because we've talked about it. Melvin Gordon is still good, but Javante Williams is elite. Mm-hmm. And it's the same, same situation with Seattle, it's just – it's going to be too muddy. These guys aren't – well, Penny's going to pay off because he's so damn cheap. But Javante Williams, man, I'm starting to get more and more worried about taking him in his ADP despite the mm-hmm. fact that he's an absolute elite talent. So are you good with him at the 2-3 turn or is that too early for him?
1: No, I'm fine with him. Um, I think I think this whole Gordon thing is going to be overblown. Um, I think yeah. th- they, they selected Javante and they let Gordon go to free agency for a reason. Um, they let him do that because they were secure in their scouting for Javante, and the secure they knew what the role was going to be for him next this year. And from everything I've been reading and from uh, Javante and interviews and everything, he's going to get more pass catching this year. So that should make up for some of the rush that Gordon's going to take. Um, but it seems like he's going to get a lot of those pass catching downs. And honestly, it feels to me, remember last year when JT was going around the same spot last year mm-hmm. before, and people were saying, you know, Naeem Hines is going to take away all the third down work and there's going to be nothing for JT and all that yeah. stuff. And look what happened. JT just blows the doors off of everything and everybody looks stupid for not taking them. Um, and that's pr- like Javante has legitimate top five, upside mm-hmm. legit and if the if they give him 65 split I feel like he can get close to that and he's going to pay off his ADP and I I, I just I, I think talent wins out here I bet on talent and I feel like his talent is going to overcome this veteran presence of Gordon and especially when Russ gets really comfortable throwing him the rock and just getting comfortable mm-hmm. with him and seeing How juice the team gets with him, I guarantee you Russ is going to go. Hey, we got to get this young buck the ball more and more because this kid is just unstoppable. Nobody can tackle him. He breaks more tackles than anybody in the league. And I mean, you just got to kind of follow the talent there. And I feel like that is what I'm going to do with him. I understand he took a dynasty value hit because Gordon Mm resigned, but honestly. I'm going to go buy him more now because he's cheaper in dynasty. Cause like yeah. before that he was like three first unattainable, and, you know, unattainable. Yeah, unattainable. Like unattainable. you could not get him. And so I feel like this is the time to go buy Javante. Um, if you want to go get him for the future. And I feel like it's, I think, I think he's going to be fine. I think he's going to be fine. I think, I think that whole offense is going to produce a lot more points than people realize. <laughs> going to be so good it's going to be very yeah. good okay I, i'm kind of
0: on board with you i'm, I'm comfortable drafting him where he's going i did i will say i did yeah. move him down in my yeah. rankings only because i moved down with kamara up so i now put okay Alvin yeah
1: kamara one. is yeah kamara's kamara you have to right <laughs> like yeah he's going
0: to play every game and yeah. uh look uh, michael thomas being healthy is going to take a hit on K- and K- kamara's overall I'll look this year, especially because oh my God, Chris, Ola- Chris Olave. Oof, Oof. Oof. He, he looks on. so good, <laughs> so good. He looks so yeah. good. But yeah. uh, look, <clears throat> Kamara's still Kamara. He's still a, a steep discount. Getting him at the end of round two, so that's the only reason. It's not so much I move Javante down; it's just that I move guys up. And hundred percent. By default, some, somebody's got to go down. We got to talk about the Atlanta backfield, okay? Because Tyler sure. Algier, who's an absolute yes. pace, 5'11", 224 pounds, one of the, had some of the most impressive college numbers last mm-hmm. year in in a sport. He is looking to be firmly the RB one. Now, we talked about Tyler Algier a lot. You were probably Thank the you. highest on him, I would say, <laughs> coming out. Thank you. So, t- tell me about this, and, and, and more so. So, Tyler Algier, he's still relatively cheap in drafts. How yep. high are you willing, or actually, where's he get? Where to let's, go? Let's, play, let's play a little one. Nostradamus game, okay? <clears throat> Where do you think he's going to be going by the start of the actual season? Because right now he's going as the RB forty-six. 143 overall. Where's he going to go come last
1: week of August? So my, so my latest best, best ball I just did, he's, he went in round uh, 12 at pick 142. Um, So I feel honest, honestly, I think he's going to jump three to four rounds by the time camp ends because his opportunity is massive. This guy is a three down back. He can catch the rock. He can run the rock. He has the build to carry a massive workload that, Remember, Arthur Smith had Derrick Henry, right? He loves Mm -hmm. to run the rock, right? And so I feel like they are going to use his big body to get – I think he's going to get 20 touches a game easy. And I think he's going to get pass-catching duties as well. I feel like – I feel like everything coming out of ATL is telling me that Cordell Stewart or Cordell not Stewart, Cordell Patterson, yeah. um Cordell Patterson is not going to be running the rock like he was last year. It's just not going to happen. He's you know, he's older. He's not going to be able to he broke down last year. His ankle was he looked like he was running with one leg honestly last year. So I think they understand that, and I think Tyler Algier was their value pick. That's gonna—he's gonna be a diamond. I'm telling you, he's gonna be a diamond mm-hmm. for fantasy players because he's good. He can be your RB four, RB five. You yeah. know, like he can, and he can end up producing for you as an RB two if he gets the workload that I think he's gonna get. So I, I'm all in on it, Tyler Algier. I've been all in on this guy. He is James Conner of this year to me. I feel like he. I think I think these coaches really like him, and everything I'm seeing with tape, he is he is killing it in camp. So I feel like he's going to be that number one guy for them, and people better catch up because his ADP is going to you know eat the value now because it is going to skyrocket in the next month. Yeah, 100%. and that's, that's how
0: that's how you win the game, right? Is is you mm-hmm. predict these players are going to move up their ADP. So Tyler Algier was the fifth-round pick, the Atlanta yep. Falcons this year. He actually started his career in college as a linebacker. So he played most of the 20 2019 season as a linebacker, and then by the end of the season, he did convert over to a running back. So last year, okay, let me just read you some of the stats. We've, we've already read some previous shows, but just for those. Yeah, go for it, dude. It's amazing. Right so, in 20, so he, in 13 games, he had 276 rush attempts. Okay, he had a total of 1,601 rushing yards, which ranked third, third in the in the NCAA last year. He had a total of 23 touchdowns last year, which was tied for first. He had 28 <laughs> receptions for 199 yards, which accounted for a 10% target share. That that yeah. is impressive when you when you look at He's these elite, raw pure stats. Yeah, that's what you look for in one of these running backs. Now, we weren't sure how he was going to translate to the NFL. And so he was a little bit lower in our rankings. We had him, I think. Sure. I want to say was we had him as a round three pick in our rookie draft. So we were a little bit higher. On I had him in here. round two.
1: You, oh, of course you did. Um, My ranking. Like you know, four. I was early yeah, on he, him. I've been, I've been on him yeah. since the beginning, man. So. But it's looking know. like it's coming home to roost. Now, the only thing I will say
0: is, is I will say a little bit of caution. Don't sure. overinflate his ADP, right? If he gets Mm-mm. round ten, round nine, like that's kind of going to be the sweet spot because that's where we see other guys like Rashad Penny. Going a couple of weeks ago. Um, that's like that that uncertainty zone, right? But I could definitely see him at some point passing Cordero Patterson as the RB1 on that team being drafted. And the problem is, is that we don't know how good the Falcons are going to be. So, how many Reds opportunities yeah. is, is he going to get? And if they're talking about a third down back, Cordero, he's going to pass and uh, catch, catch in the rock. So, they need him as a wide receiver, worry- too, though. Uh, maybe, maybe, but they I just, need him. I worry about the, the total fantasy impact for Tyler Algier for this season. Now, again, mm-hmm. what you have to pay? It's it's not bad. It's I'm I'm just gonna cop out and say he's probably gonna be a better best ball player, but he is absolutely True. somebody you need to get on your bench. He's mm-hmm. an, a perfect massive bench upside because, yeah, to your point, he could be like the James Robinson. Now obviously he was drafted, but you know, we're coming out of nowhere, making a major impact, no depth chart. To be spoken of and he's going to absolutely break out so we love Tyler year i want to move on here brandon so we can talk about a few love of the that. other uh situations we got to think about washington one last time i don't want to beat a dead horse here i don't want to beat a dead horse because we're we, we're talking about antonio gibson there's some risk associated with it i agree with you i feel like the hate has gone too far it's too far the guy was playing with what was it a hairline fracture in his ankle last year
1: no it's tibia a problem it was tibia <laughs> It was in his tibia, dude, like yeah, like, so, like his leg was all like not great, yeah, it for s- seven weeks, and he played straight through that. I mean, come on, like which and then as you? soon as he was healthy, he killed it, like, yeah, so we're we're
0: I think we're we're generally pretty bullish on Antonio Gibson if he can if he can stay healthy. Brian Robinson's mm-hmm. fine. He was good. He had a decent last year in college, but he's not elite by any stretch of the imagination. So this these fears that he's gonna take away all this like JD is gonna get the pass and down roll, Brian Robinson's gonna get the 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 all the um red zone looks and I we just don't it's buy a it. Joke. You know at the end of the, yeah, the, the end gonna
1: it. yeah the talent's gonna go up so we're bullish on Antonio Gibson. Um especially ADP I mean he's going in the eighth round seventh round guys oh, like God. that's free. Yeah, free that's free yeah. bro like yeah. you know yeah. like he could be your RB three you can literally fade RBs like all the way till round eight, and he could be your RB2 if you just took one foundational back at the top tier. Like, I, I'm so comfortable doing that. I have it all over my best balls, man. Like, he's my RB3, RB2, all, all sorts of teams I got. Yeah. So, so we, I'm in. I, I just wanted to say we're bullish on Antonio Gibson relative to his ADP.
0: It's the Hayes gone too far. So, draft him with confidence where you have to get, where you have to pay. Uh, Philadelphia. Okay, Miles Sanders really? is trash. Kenny Gamewell, yeah. apparently his biggest improvement year over year, his biggest improvement has been the blitz pickup and the pass mm-hmm. blocking, pass, pass protection. Good. So, for a third down back that we believe, for the most part, I kind of like him better than Miles Sanders. I mean, I if do. I like Miles Sanders if you want three fantasy points a week. Uh, Kenny Gainwell is free as well. So, we're not on Kenny Gamewell. We're out on Miles Sanders. Anything more to add there?
1: No. All right, move on. Moving on,
0: <laughs> Kansas City. Okay, I oh to here we Kansas go. City because our boy, Michael yes. Dickinson. Yep, Michael Dickinson was high <laughs> on. He's like, go. We got the receipts, baby. Isaiah, he does <laughs> a player you have to watch. And guess who is shining in camp? He's um, killing. He round seven. Yeah, he was trusted by in round seven by the Chiefs. Um, and it looks like he's going to be taking some of these major touches, the important touches away away from Clyde edwards Ronald Jones, and the agent Jeremy Cannon. So honestly, my takeaway from this is stay the hell away from that entire backfield. It's gonna yeah, be 100%. But, but if you're going to take a shot on the guy, fade Ronald Jones because he sucks. Fade C.E.H. because he sucks. Sorry, CH. Mm. I thought I loved you, but I don't. Draft oh, check with like the last pick of your draft. The dude is yeah. absolutely electric. He's got a 437 40 yard dash, which is like a 99th percentile speed score. Okay. Yeah. When you look at translation of the athleticism to NFL production, speed score mm-hmm. is one of the most representative of that. Okay. We especially know that for RBs in recent years. Yeah. In recent years, Andy Andy Reid hasn't really played that workhorse back. But I think it's because he hasn't found his workhorse back. I'm not saying Pacheco is going to be that guy for sure. But if I look at the range of outcomes, Mm -hmm. would it be so crazy to say that by the end of the season, Isaiah Pacheco is going to be the RB1 in that offense? No. no. those are the types of shots you want to take. You want upside on your bench. You get your wide receivers early for that reliability. You go hard on the Tyler Algiers, the Isaiah Pachecos. These are the players you want to be targeting at the end of your bench to win your league. Roster construction is important. So. I don't know. Do you have anything to add to Mr. Pacheco?
1: I, I'm actually 100% with you on that. Uh, Mike Dickinson, dude, is a sorcerer from another galaxy. Like, this guy, <laughs> he, I swear to God, man, like, he has some yeah. of the craziest, craziest takes, and they end up panning out, man. Like, honestly, yeah. and, and Isaiah Pacheco, we were giggling about it throughout the throughout the whole rookie season because, like, this guy is so freakishly athletic that, like, he just needed a shot. Rutgers was just terrible. Like, the line was horrid. The quarterback play was horrid. Like, especially like hit like Isaiah Pacheco and Bo Melton. Those two are freak show athletes that they had, mm-hmm. and they just couldn't do their job just because how bad that line and how bad that QB was. So I'm in on Isaiah Pacheco. He has natural hands. He's catching the rock. I think they cut uh, Jarek McKinnon to keep him um, because they had to cut somebody. I think Jarek McKinnon is gone. He'll be the old guy that's out. Um, Isaiah will take that spot. And then I think over the year, I mean, he's a best ball guy for sure right now. Um, Mm -hmm. But this is a guy that you can go throw a third third rounder fourth rounder in your dynasty leagues and just go acquire him just because he's a he's a he might be a home run and he might end up being the guy for them because honestly nobody's running away with that job. Clyde can't stay healthy. Clyde isn't producing. Um Ronald Jones is Ronald Jones. I mean, he's just the guy and you know like if Isaiah Pacheco is a freak show out there then I think I think Andy Reid goes with the young talented guys. I I just feel that and I can see that happening um, in that offense for sure. I would
0: say more so than a lot of other teams. It really is a meritocracy, right? The best players are yep. going to play for Andy yep. Reid, and Isaiah Pacheco has a shot, has an outside shot. So yeah. I like that. Um, that's it for the running back uh, duos. But before we go, I just want to talk about one wide receiver group that has turned some heads: the Tennessee wide receiver core. Okay, here we go. Robert Woods. Is apparently healthy. He had Friday Mm -hmm. off uh, for training camp practice, which is good. You know, just kind of that veteran rest. He coming off the ACL. Oh, boy. Mr. Traylon Burks. had challenges and OTAs with the conditioning. He clearly has come back. He's in shape. There's been not a murmur that I've heard about conditioning issues. He's killing it in camp. Dare I say the best, the most upside wide receiver. We're going full circle, baby. This is where we were at back in February. I think we're back here again. Traylon Brooks, yep. most upside this season when you look at the talent and you look at the quarterback that he's going to be playing with. Ryan Tannehill, look, we like Drake London. Love Drake London, in fact. Mm-hmm. This season, mm-hmm. Ryan Tannehill is the better quarterback. I'm going to defer to the better quarterback. And Trey Burks, man, he is just making plays, in plays. Camp again. So, yeah, I don't know. Are you Like, I, I'm,
1: I'm pushing Trey Burks up my draft board. So but if you, you looked think? at my exp- so if you looked at my exposure on Underdog, I have eighty percent Burks exposure <laughs> to all my drafts. Okay, so I am so in on Burks being their wide receiver one. He was drafted to be the replacement for AJ Brown. I think it's gonna happen. He 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 heard the the outcry about his conditioning and he heard the criticism he came back and he's flying around he looks at least 10 pounds lighter to me on his feet he he looks like he's not fatiguing at all he has powerful powerful hands he's physical he can run routes he can do it all and if you don't draft this guy where he is going right now you just are playing fantasy football wrong this guy has he has league winning upside just because of the opportunity in front of him. I understand Robert Woods is a good player. I get it. Robert Woods is a nice wide receiver too, and it actually makes me more bullish on Traylon that Woods is going to be healthy because now they got to defend both of them, okay? And it's not going to be double, triple coverage on Traylon Burks because there's nobody on the other side of them. So I just feel, man, with that run game – Stack boxes, play action, big wide receiver down. I'm telling you, this guy has wide receiver two upside and a league winning type of guy in the seventh, eighth round. You can get him in right now. And it's just if people are out of control with their Twitter Twitter hate, I mean, people need Mm -hmm. to chill out okay and they if you literally just bought the dip on his adp just because of those damn um reports about his asthma flaring up you are congratulations you're doing this correctly because jamar remember jamar chase last year couldn't catch a football couldn't catch a real nfl football bullshit It, it, it all was bs man and this is Exactly that it reminded me exactly of that. The reason I had this guy as my wide receiver one for the class is because of how different he is as a physical specimen, and he can handle the volume, yeah. and he's gonna get volume, ladies and gentlemen. And that's what you draft if you want to win your leagues, and that's what I'm drafting. I'm all in on Traylon. Love him.
0: There you go. Love Traylon Burks. Um, just one yeah. last thing before we head out here. So AJ Brown. The previous Tennessee Titan, now Philadelphia Eagle. For those of you mm-hmm. who are worried about the usage, because they're going to be a low mm-hmm. passing of offense. Andrew Brown, man, he is the de facto number one. He's getting all the looks, and he looked outstanding. Instant chemistry. He looks fitter. Jalen Hurts. looks more if that's possible bro he looks
1: he he looks like he lost some weight it look it literally looks like he lost some weight and i i'm so for that because he was a big dude man and he was taking a lot of hits but i feel like he his explosiveness will be even higher now because he just looks better he looks way more in shape this year to me
0: yeah i'm above consensus on aj brown where i'm drafting him but uh you know right now i would say draft him with confidence. Don't be afraid mm-hmm. Buy mm-hmm. the dip early round three. So, so that's, that's it, Brandon. I mean, we're going to be here pretty much for the rest of the off season. We're going to be here throughout the entire NFL journey. So go over to DFS Uh Make sure you sign up, get, get, get a membership. I mean, that's what we're doing here. We, I don't know if you saw, but we had um, one of our, our pro members take down, uh one of the pre- the preseason contests, the Hall of Fame contest. Nice uh this week. That nice hang around. So I mean good for them. Winning every, yeah. yeah, people are winning every single day, man, over at DFS Army. Uh Underdog, we've been talking about Underdog a lot. Go over to underdog.com, use code Please, DFS dude. Army. Um hundred percent deposit first deposit match up to a hundred dollars. So that's two hundred dollars you can put into your account. And the best way to get sharp so that you're not freaking out when you're on the clock in your real-life fantasy drafts. Reps, get those reps in. Understand different values, players that you like. Try some things. I I, I, Just just this week, I tried a Travis Kelsey, Josh Allen build. And to be honest, I didn't love it, but that's how you know. One
1: one thing I want to mention before we go, how about my guy, Trey Lance, guys? (laughs) (laughs) This boy, this guy is going to be the next one I'm telling you guys draft him draft him draft him. Stack him with Ayuk. That's the one. That's the stack yeah. you want. I'm telling you, the chemistry between those two, it's 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 real. It's apparent, and it's showing up over and over and over again in camp. And this is not some BS defense he's thrown against. He's thrown against the Niner defense in yeah. in uh, practice, and he's doing really damn well. This kid is going to be easily a top eight QB. Just putting it out yeah. there. He's going to be. He's got
0: that look. A few years ago, it was Lamar Jackson. Last year, it was Jalen Hurts. This
1: year's Trey Lance.
0: Don't make the mistake. He's Jalen exactly.
1: Hurts with the with the best weapons in the NFL. Like he has Debo Kittle, Ayuk. I mean, come on now. And then he's got Kyle Shanahan's big brain to get him creative and be able to get him loose. I'm telling you, this kid, all the hate that he was getting for no reason, absolutely yeah. no reason. If you bought the dip on that, congratulations. That's another league winners. Another league winner, I'm telling you, right now, Trey Lance. There you go. DFS Army
0: making those calls. So for Brandon, I'm Flex Shane, and we are the DFS Army Fantasy Football Show. Peace out.